Well, the rookie faceoff is over. Who impressed the most? I'll talk about that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And a reminder, this podcast is across all platforms and all that jazz. Um, We're going to keep this one really short today. I anticipated today being a season premiere, but, you know, stuff happens, life happens. Um, I'm going to go a little personal here and just go off the record. Um, Obviously, I was a little bit, actually a lot distracted today, and I may as well tell you why. If you saw the news today, it was dominated by the Queen and all that stuff, but there was... At least for me personally, there was a bigger event going on that had me a little bit worried, actually a lot worried. And that was that massive earthquake that took place down in South Mexico. I've mentioned this, not on the video side, but I've mentioned this on the audio side several times. Um, I'm from Mexico. My family's from Michoacan. I have family down there. There was a 7.6 earthquake that struck South Michoacan today. And I have family out there. So, of course, I was worried. You know, as soon as I saw the news, we tried to get a hold of our family. Couldn't for a while. Lines were down. Worlds were really bad. Like, everything was a mess down there. Everything still is a mess down there. And one of the big concerns was my grandmother, who is currently in the hospital right now. She's doing okay. Um, As a result of some of the rolling and swaying and... You know, just like the nervousness of it, she, you know, ended up falling, wound up in the hospital. Actually ended up fainting. So it was just scary, like not knowing what was happening for a while there because I was thinking, oh, my God, like, am I going to have to go over there? And it it's scary. Like, you know, real life happens sometimes. And I have no problem talking about that here because, you know, I want to have a platform, but I at least want to talk about it and explain, you know, why they're why the tweeting was a little bit less in general. You know, my grandma's, you know, really old. She's been a little bit sick recently. And for that to happen today, you know, a little bit scary. It's a lot scary. So, you know, I'm she's in the hospital. She's doing okay. Uh, one of my uncles down there, he lives fairly, not very, but, you know, a little bit close to where the earthquake was. Had a little bit of damage, you know, a little minor injury, but nothing too bad there. But it was just those few hours not knowing what was happening over there and not exactly knowing, you know, how my family's doing. So that that took up a lot of my energy. As soon as the game ended this morning, my mind went right back to, oh, God, is my family okay? And those of you those of you watching like most i think all of you can relate to this like if there's something tragic that happens you know you're probably going to like tear up a little bit and just wonder like is everyone okay so yeah it it's it's been a rough go i'm i'm a little bit upset that the news kind of didn't talk about that too much but you know what it is what it is all right now that i got that off my chest uh we had we had a rookie face off take place about six hours north of here in San Jose at the new tech CU arena, which is a very nice facility, by the way, 
had a couple of colleagues go up there, had one of my buddies go up there to check out both the Ducks game and the Kings game. And he did that this morning. And the first thing he said was, you know what? F Vegas every day. Look, the Kings are the rivals of the Ducks. They are. But over the last few years, Vegas has begun to supplant. I mean, they're definitely the one team that both L.A. and Anaheim fans hate. Hate the Golden Knights with a burning passion. So to see the Ducks beat them earlier today, that was very sweet. That was like chef's kiss right there. That actually kind of boosted my spirits up a little bit because I wanted to see the Ducks win at least one of these games. They wound up going one and two on this rookie faceoff. The two losses coming, one of them coming on a sweet move. You know, it is what it is. Another one came off of what wound up being a close game against a team that frankly has a few good prospects, but not much else for their major league club. I mean, their major league club is playing in an AHL facility for crying out loud. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. So let's talk about that first game very briefly. Ducks lost to the Sharks in overtime. And I- I'm just going to cut to the chase. <sighs> Olin Zellweger had an okay game and he was doing okay until the very end when he got undressed by William Eklund. The Sharks star prospect. You could imagine my reaction when I saw that happen live. I was like, holy crap, did he just do that? And then, of course, the other JD. JD Young, locked on Sharks. He was pretty much beside himself. He was going nuts. He had that look. He had that orgasmic look. As if to say, give that to me a hundred times. He was excited. I was like, fine, give him that one. We'll we'll give him that. But during the season, it won't matter. Or during the season, it'll matter. Right now, it don't matter. It don't. But Zillweger got torched. McTavish looked good in that game. Got a point after all. Um, I got to give it up to Noah Warren. Noah Warren was the one player that really stood out to me during that game. In fact, he stood out to me during the whole tournament. And I'll talk more about him later on. But Warren got a goal, and so did Nathan Gauthier, who I also think can be a very serviceable player for at least the goals down the line. And one other player that did impress me, uh, Josh Lapina, I thought looked good. Logan Nyhoff was another one that you got to keep your eyes on. But they both had pretty decent games. And also got to give it up to the man who loves the gummy bears, Sasha Postujov. Got an apple in that game against the Sharks. Uh, Sasha's looked okay. You know, for all the naysayers saying like, oh, like he should have been drafted, like he's got to watch his skating. His skating has improved. Is he as good a skater as Olin Zellweger? No, but has it improved? Yeah. Honestly, I could see the strides that he's made between last season and this season. And that's the kind of thing that you do want to see. You do want to see that progression. But man, William Eklund just turned it on completely towards the end of the game. San Jose was down. And then it was William Eklund's turn. He got two assists from Bordalo. Eklund scored two goals. One in the third to tie it and one in overtime on a spinorama move 
against Olin Zellweger. Eklund literally spun around Zellweger and barely creeped it past Gage Alexander's pads for the game-winning goal. <sighs> yeah, I'll, I'll admit, it, it was nice. It really was. But Zellweger, he just got beat. He just got beat. It was it was decent defense, but better offense. Eklund had to make that kind of move because if he was going to try to go left, Zellweger was not going to give him that left lane. And Zellweger was going to force him to do something spectacular, which is what ended up happening. All right, we're going to head to the first intermission. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. And folks, the NBA season's coming, the NHL season's coming, baseball is winding down to a close, and the Dodgers are favorites to win the World Series. The NFL is going on right now. So if you want to check out the latest props, odds, and lines, head over to Bet Online using either your mobile device or your laptop. Bet Online is where the game starts, and Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez. Let's talk about the other two games, shall we, and talk about the rookie faceoff as a whole and who I liked. That second game, not a whole lot else to write home about. It was against the Arizona Coyotes, who are... They should be used to playing in front of small crowds because they played in front of a decent enough crowd in San Jose. They played in the practice rink, not Tech CU Arena. Yeah, Arizona played in front of a few hundred fans. A small rink. Hmm. Maybe they should get used to this because, don't forget, the Coyotes are playing next year in a practice facility. I'm kidding. It's a college campus arena for Arizona State University. Look, I gotta give it to them. They're trying to make it work in Phoenix. The Phoenix Coyotes are trying. They're still a joke. It's still a joke. Look, I don't hate the Coyotes. Like, I'm not rooting against them. I'm just saying what it is. It's a joke for an NHL team to be playing in a 5,000-seat arena. But now that I'm done with that, the Ducks at least looked good on the power play once again. And this time... It was at the hands of Braden Tracy. Booyah. Get used to seeing that name a lot. Braden Tracy. Yeah. He got the power play marker. And on the helper there was Minty and Perot. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Perot on this particular game. The thing I like about John, about uh, Perot's game, and frankly what I've liked from him for a while is he's not afraid to take shots and he is definitely not afraid to try to live up to the moment. He's also not afraid to protect his teammates. He will get in there. If there's like a hard hit that's against one of his buddies, then he'll protect him. Him and Nathan Gaucher, who by the way, got into a little bit of a scuffle with Logan to Yeah, that jerk. You know what? Good for Nathan Gaucher to take on that fight. I 
you know what? I applaud it. I liked it. Because when you start messing with one of our guys, and of course, of course Phoenix would do something like this. They did something like this last year. They do they do crap like this. I gotta watch myself here. They pull crap like this all the time. They did it last year during the preseason game. And I'm gonna cross over to our neighbors just above the five freeway. Phoenix has a penchant for hurting guys. We saw this last year during the preseason game when Quentin Byfield got hurt. I'm not saying it was deliberate, but I was there. I still think that hit was a little bit suspect, and Quentin Byfield did not deserve to get injured in that fashion. He did not. And I was pretty ups I mean, on behalf of all my friends and, you know, myself that actually wants to see Quentin Byfield succeed because I like watching I like watching him play. You know, as a hockey fan, I want to see the youth really shine. And I was I was pissed off when I saw Byfield go down like that in the fashion that he did on what looked like a suspect hit. And then Phoenix had to go and run their mouths for a lot of the season. They sucked. Then they had to run their mouths again when they played Anaheim. Oh, and look what happened. Trevor Zegras scores a Michigan goal. Hey, you want to stop you want to stop a Michigan goal? Then, you know, play play better defense. Play better defense. That's all I'm saying. I mean, Phoenix sucks. The Cowdies are terrible. Am I still pissed off about what happened last season? You bet I am. I'm still pissed off about that. A lot of Ducks fans are still pissed off at the Coyotes about that. You know, you try to hurt Zegras. You wind up taking out Troy Terry for a few games. Yeah, that sucked. You know, that's also what could have been. Terry missed a few games because of some dillweed on the Coyotes. Some coward on Phoenix. And Terry winds up missing games. I still think Terry could have gotten 40 goals last season. I still think he can get 40 this season. But it's it's franchises like that. It's organizations like that that I still think it's a joke. That being said, Connor Geeky is one of the star players, star prospects for Phoenix. And honestly, he was the only player that I noticed on that team. And the only one that did anything worth a damn. Him and Ben McCartney. But Ben McCartney's been playing for a while. Connor Geeky, I think, could be one of the just standout stars this coming season. I look forward to watching him play. Connor Geeky against the Ducks are going to be fun. Connor Geeky against McTavish. You know, look, looking at some of like the prospects that the Coyotes have, it's led by him. And then you also have a couple of other prospects on that game who I also liked. I like Dylan Genther a lot. He also made himself known on that game. Ben McCartney also. I think with those prospects, they could make some noise, but they're they're not as good as the Ducks prospects. They're just not. Today's game was against the Golden Knights. That was a fun one. We hate Vegas. We hate Vegas around here. For the Ducks to decimate Vegas the way they did on the power play was magnificent. 
the Ducks got not one, not two, but three. Three power play goals. Ha, ha, ha. Three PPG for the Ducks. Nice little back and forth between myself from Locked On Ducks and Forever Mighty. Those guys are awesome. I, I you know what? Um, I'll just say this briefly. I do watch the like their podcast. Like they do a good job, and I like Forever Mighty. And I love the fact that we can have this kind of just friendly banter, this back and forth, because I'm all about supporting each other. Like I'm, I'm about supporting the other podcasts. And just kind of having that little fun. Like, you know what? Like, no, they're going to score again. Hmm. What do you think? Well, what if these kids were in the big club's power play unit? How would that go? Hey, you know what? I get ahead of myself sometimes. And I think we all do. We we can all get ahead of ourselves because of how good the prospects are. It, it's hard not to get carried away when you have guys like Perot and Tracy and Zellweger and McTavish and Zegris and Drysdale, etc., etc., etc. It's hard not to be excited about the youth. Just imagine if all the young guys came together to one cohesive unit on the power play and just scored again and again and again, which is exactly what happened this morning. Three power play goals. God, that was fun. Two of them in a row on a couple of dumb penalties by Vegas that led to a five-on-three. Jacob Perot just rocketed one in from about the face-off dot. And then Logan Nyhoff from about the blue line-ish scored from deep. And that gave the Ducks a brief lead until Ben Hemmerling tied it up. Oh, by the way, Braden Tracy's goal early on, that was also great. But ooh, Olin Zellweger. Olin Zellweger is one of my favorites. I cannot wait to watch him sporting a Ducks uniform. And do I think he'll make the Ducks this season? Honestly, let's see what happens in camp. But it's hard not to be excited about what he did today. Zellweger with a nice goal. And he's a defenseman, by the way. Let me repeat that. Olin Zellweger is a defenseman scoring like he is. And with that pure smile of his. And by the way, shout out to the Everett Silvertips for, you know, using the picture and shot me out on that. It was cool seeing him score the game-winning goal <laughs> just like I predicted it. Yeah, I, I kind of did call that. I said, watch them score on the power play and watch that wind up being the game-winning goal. And sure enough, he did exactly that, as you can see a dog there. Zillweger looked good. He looked good throughout the entire tournament. <laughs> oh man, what's he going to do next week during camp? Is he going to be one of the breakout stars in camp? Can he possibly make the team? It's possible. You know who else could make some noise in training camp? You ready for this? <gasps> Noah Warren. That big body of his. Noah Warren will bang around. He will protect the puck. He will shoot when he has to. He'll be aggressive. And I like it. I mean, I like that all the defensemen were aggressive. You know, I like that Tristan Luneau took some shots. He wasn't afraid. I liked that Noah Warren took shots. I love that Olin Zollweger took a bunch of shots today. And same with Drew Hellison. That's the aggression that we want the Ducks to see. In fact, the leading guys who they got the most shots for the Ducks was Olin Zellweger and Mason McTavish 
Yeah, you heard that right. And, you know, Sasha Pasternak had a quiet game today. Actually, not his best time. But Zellweger, I think, is going to impress. And Noah Warren, they could be fighting for a spot on the Ducks. It could be down to those two. And if I had to give it to someone right now, like right, right now, and this is a tough call, I might have to give it to Olin Zellweger. Noah Warren is still young. He, like, he just, just turned 18, like, literally a couple months ago. He's still young. He will have time to develop. If he can develop a lot over the next year, I'd be super excited to have him on the rookie camp next season. Really excited. Olin Zellweger, I think, is almost right there. But I also see the discussion that maybe Zellweger would be okay playing his final year in juniors. And some are saying, no, he probably shouldn't. I'm I'm on the side that I would be okay giving Zellweger one more season in juniors. But I think my my best plan for Olin would be to give him nine games this season. You know, give him the Mason McTavish plan. Give him nine games this season. Give him a taste. Send him back down to juniors. And let him dominate. Let him pulverize the opposition. And have his way with the rest of the WHL. He could be scoring goals on Gage. I mean, who knows? Who knows who Zellweger will be scoring goals against. But I could see him just having another dominant season in the WHL. Now, would that stunt his development? I'm not sure if it would. I think the development comes in those nine games with Anaheim and having him go with that amazing coaching staff in Anaheim. And I'm mostly talking about the assistant coaches. Anaheim has put together some great assistant coaches. And I like them a lot. I really do. Those are the kind of assistants that I would want to see help develop Olin Zellweger and Noah Warren down the line. And God, I I loved Warren a lot, but he's still young. He's still 18. I could see him making a big difference later on down the line. Minty, he's got some developing to do. Drew Hellison, I think, will end up in San Diego. Charles Cote was a bit of a surprise during this whole rookie face-off. He looked good during that practice. He looked pretty decent. And Tristan Luno, another young kid. But out of other defensemen, I would say Noah Warren, a little bit more time. Zellweger could play a few games in Anaheim. And as far as the forwards, McTavish had better make the team. He'd better make it this season. All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. And like I said, we're going to keep that short. Tomorrow, the plan right now for tomorrow is to have that officially be the season premiere of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. And you'll notice you'll you'll notice an immediate difference on tomorrow's podcast, I promise. Especially on the video side, you'll notice a difference. Audio side, same as ever. Yep. Once again, thank you all for your support. And, you know, just keep praying for the people down there in South Mexico and Michoacan. You know, like they're struggling on there. So, you know, just send some good thoughts. All right. This podcast is once again brought to you by Bet Online. 
and it is free and available across all platforms. You can email me at lockedonanaheimducks at gmail.com. My Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the night. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. <laughs>